You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. And we'll go with the Rays over five and a half runs. I mean, they're scoring like six and a half runs a game this year against the Orioles. They're going to crush them again. Rays over five and a half runs against Baltimore. Ground ball through the middle. Makes it into center. Phillips scores. Broncos going to score. Over to third goes Meadows. Choi drives in two. It's a seven nothing ball game. From BetQL. Welcome on in. BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook right here on the BetQL Network. Joe Giglio, Cody Decker rounding out the week. We'll be joined by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger later in the show and be joined by the latest member, the newest member of the BetQL Daily team. Erin Hawksworth will join the show next hour to tell us all about her and about um, her joining the team here on BetQL Daily. So we got a lot to get to. Good morning, Cody Decker. How are we doing? Oh, you know, oh, you know, the dream. dream. I got, I got a, a horrible, horrible, horrible bad, bad beat, beat at the end, at of, the end of the night. That, that's how you know you're doing well, right? When you, when you yeah, have yeah. bad beats, it means, you know, that's that's how you know we're doing a show every day this week. It doesn't matter. I had one last night. Jameson Tyon, I had five over five and a half strikeouts. He was striking on a guy in inning, and then he ran into trouble in the six. Boom. Out with five strikeouts. I lose. Oh, well, I, oh, I did get my uh, Wheeler prop. But, oh, man, the- with two outs in the ninth inning was an absolute nightmare in that White Sox A's game. I can't believe that happened. It just literally, it was a routine fly ball to center field. I don't know why Elvis Andrews literally ran 170 feet to then get clotheslined by Solaire to then let the run come in and absolutely destroy the under for me. I just, oh, oh, oh. I was looking at a... Uh, a a tweet, excuse me, a, a text yesterday. I believe I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it here. Jake Hassan had sent a text to me and uh, my, myself and Paul Aspen yesterday. But did you, did Jake, did you lose on that situation with the White Sox A's too? I did not take the White Sox yesterday. But what was your bet? What was your issue in that game yesterday or two days ago? You had one recently. My recent issue with the bet. Or was uh, it? Or Cody, was that you that texted me yesterday? Was it you? I texted you. I oh, texted you because it was. I was, wa- I was watching game live. I was watching the game live. I was like, "Oh man, the under coming in huge. Eight runs, perfectly. Two outs. Bottom of the ninth. Runner on second base. Pop up by Abreu. I'm like, okay, we're good. We hit the under just barely. But man, I was sweating that one pretty hard. Elvis Andrews going all the way back, apparently, to the warning track from shortstop to try and catch this ball from Solaire. Nightmarish end of the game for me. But you know what? The A's ended up holding on for the win. It was a blast of a game. I would have liked the under to come in, though. I really would have liked that one. 
I, I found my text. It was it was you, Cody. And yes, you were you were sweating it. You were upset yesterday. You're not over it this morning. Um, yes, that that was a tough one yesterday. We hit some. We lost some. Yesterday was I would call it an okay day for the show, but a lot of football to talk about today. And we'll start with today's headlines. Time for today's headlines. For the second and ten, play fake by Newton. Time to throw it to Myers on the crossing route. Turns along the sideline. Inside the five. Inside the pylon. Touchdown, Patriots. So Patriots win 35 nothing last night against the Eagles, Cody Decker. I thought the, I, I took the Patriots minus one and a half. I didn't see 35 nothing coming. Jalen Hurts, Eagles quarterback, had a stomach issue before the game. He didn't play. They say he's fine. It's not COVID-related. So, obviously, the Eagles were out of sorts. But the Patriots look good. Cam Newton looked good. But so did Mac Jones, Cody Decker. And it feels like that quarterback competition is, I, I would call it undecided. You know, I thought Cam looked good. But the Eagles really weren't playing their first team defense and pass rushers. But then you watch Mac Jones. I thought he looked the part again. The Patriots have a good problem on their hands, which is, they have two legitimate NFL quarterbacks. I think Cam is more towards done than being a good one anymore. But, like, I, I think they could play either of those guys to start the season, maybe win a couple games. Eventually, this could be Mac Jones' job. But I'm, I'm pretty impressed with Mac Jones so far. He's not like the other rookie quarterbacks. There's no flash there. But he gets a job done. Cody, I'm going to say something right now. You're, you're probably going to hate Mac Jones after I say it. But when I watch Mac Jones, I see a little Kirk Cousins. There's an NFL quarterback in there. Oh, you're right. No. You're right. Oh, you're right. No. You're right. I, I I do hate him now. I didn't think I could hate Mac Jones. I was going to be a big fan of Mac. I was I was rooting for him all up until ten seconds ago. You just had you had to say the K word. You had to go there. Listen, Mac Jones is going to be just fine. But I I don't please do not insult the poor guy and compare him to Kirk Cousins. I mean, I want this guy to have a bright future over New England. And if you want New England to just turn into a dumpster fire for the next 10 years, by all means, have him become Kirk Cousins. But I don't know. What do you think right now, Joji? Do you think there's a potential? Because I, I don't know. I think Cam. Cam's looked pretty good. I think Cam might have a little bit more in the tank than we're giving him credit for. Do you think there's a potential that we can have a 1A, 1B type situation throughout the entire season? It wouldn't shock me. And like nothing Bill Belichick does would shock me because he'll do what he wants, right? He's going to do it his way. It doesn't matter what people think. My guess is it's going to be Cam to start the year. I, I feel like it's always easier to start the veteran than go to the rookie. If you go to the rookie right away, then it feels like you're giving up on the kid if you go back to the veteran. It's almost just easier to let it play out naturally. I think we're going to see Cam start the season, but Cam's either going to struggle or get hurt, and boom, they're going to go to Mac Jones here. I like what I see out of Mac Jones, and it's not an insult to say he's got a Kirk Cousins kind of game. Kirk it's Cousins, the worst that- thing you can say to a human being. He has $200 million in the bank or something close to that, doesn't he? Kirk Cousins has done quite well for himself as an NFL yes. quarterback. Yes. So what you're telling me is that he's a traveling monorail salesman who has gone from franchise to franchise, fleeced them of their money and given them nothing of merit, nothing at all, except for mediocre quarterback play. And also he's the worst. Ah, God, I hate you, Kirk Cousins. Love him. All right. So Mac Jones, Kirk Cousins (laughs) 2.0. The other thing that's been going on, um, Interesting. There's a lot of fights going on here in, in camps. Titans, Bucks joint practice. Ra- your Raiders and the Rams joint practice here. You know, this is kind of that time of the summer where things are getting heated. These players are probably tired of training camp. Uh, but it's interesting to hear three different NFL head coaches, three different 
reactions to all this kind of extracurricular stuff happening at training camp. John Gruden, listen to what he had to say about the fight between the Raiders and the Rams. I thought we had a great work today until special teams, like right at the end of the special teams period. I have no idea what that was, but that's enough of that crap. You know, it's not good for football. That's not good for anything. So uh, that's the end of that. That's the end of that practice session. Yeah, that was an interesting quote there from John Gruden. Is he? Uh, he seemed to be happy with the work that got done, but not happy with the fight at the end. Yeah, you know, there's a thing about these joint practices that I've never quite understood because if you guys watch Hard Knocks, and I know you guys do, especially over the past few seasons, every time there is a joint practice, is there ever not a fight or brawl that breaks out? In fact, it was, I think, just two years ago on Hard Knocks, there was a Raiders Hard Knocks. There was a brawl between the Raiders and the Rams. Why do we keep doing this? I don't know. I, You know what? Maybe it's a mix between those two teams. I, I don't know what it is. But, yeah, like there's something there, obviously. And I, it's, it seems like every coach is so different about this, right? Like some coach – like we saw Joe Judge a couple weeks ago basically making his players run sprints like it's high school football. And then some coach kind of downplays it, like Bruce Arians downplaying the fight between the Bucks and the Titans. The fighting? I didn't say any, I didn't say any fighting. A lot of pushing and shoving. I didn't see any fist throwing. Nah, no. Nah. Waving flies. Bruce Arians, does Bruce Arians, Arians ever get too upset about anything? He just seems like he's the most laid back, like, all right, whatever. No big deal. We're fine. We got this. So he he seemed to – maybe he didn't want to say it to the media. Maybe it, maybe he said something different to his team. But, Cody, it seemed like he just – he downplayed that there even was a fight between the Titans and Bucks. You know, I think it also depends on what your clubhouse is, depends on what your team is. If you have a team that is struggling like the Raiders are, yeah, you might need to, you know, you know, kind of crack the whip a little bit more, be a little angrier towards them, get them to be a little more disciplined. Where, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the defending Super Bowl champions. It's clear they don't need more discipline. So, yeah, I think Bruce Arians has the comfort level to be able to downplay that. But keep in mind, Bruce Arians is also responsible for the greatest quote ever about his former quarterback, Jameis Winston, at the after the final of the season. They asked him, hey, do you think you can win uh, with this team? Uh, well, we won with this quarterback. So, I mean, yeah. And then there's Mike Vrabel, who had probably the strongest reaction to any three of these. Um, Mike Vrabel, head coach of the Titans, after the fight with the Bucks. thought it sucked. I don't know. I just, from what I saw, we didn't do very well offensively. You know, I don't think we competed like we did yesterday. You know, probably a lot of reasons, but, you know, just not good enough. They were, they were clearly better today. And, you know, we'll see how we respond and take the coaching and, and play on Saturday. Not in a good mood there, Mike Vrabel, which I would imagine, Cody, just watching Mike Vrabel on the sidelines, he seems like he's a guy who's usually pissed off. Yeah. Actually, it, I don't think he's mad about their play. It sounds like he's mad they lost the fight. Yeah. Well, that doesn't that sound like Mike Vrabel? Mike Vrabel yeah, has so many fights as his, as his life has gone along. I feel like Mike Vrabel's won every fight he's been in. I feel like Mike Vrabel probably has a fight club in the locker room right now between his own players, and they have to fight each other for his amusement. That just seems like something he would do. He seems like a guy who would have a large turkey leg in a throne in the middle of the clubhouse while everybody just starts brawling, and he just sits there enjoying the chaos. If you had to pick one team across the NFL to win a brawl, does it have to be the Titans? Mike Vrabel, and the head coach included. Mike Vrabel, Derrick Henry... A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, that's a pretty big group right there. I know Aaron Donald's a big dude. 
tough dude, but I, I don't know if I go against the Titans. You know what? It's funny you say that. The other team that really kind of I don't want to kind of get in a fight with is the Rams. But yeah, I don't. I think the Titans. But you got to keep in mind, at the very head, Vrabel it seems like crazy person. This is a guy that said he would cut off his own appendage just to beat the New England Patriots uh, in the playoffs two years ago. He didn't cut off the appendage, but he said he would. And he said it at a press conference. Yeah, if you're saying that at a press conference, think about what you say when there's not cameras and not microphones in front of you. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> get in a fight with the Titans at all. And the other big thing to come out yesterday, Cody, and we're going to preview some of the um, preseason games coming out this weekend, tonight, starting tonight with some big games, uh, Chiefs and um, and the Cardinals tonight. But the one thing that was interesting yesterday, this was a quote from Gil Brandt. Gil Brandt, longtime uh, NFL insider around the Cowboys his whole life, former vice president player personnel for the Cowboys, and now he's a Hall of Famer. He writes for NFL.com. He's everywhere. Everyone respects Gil Brand. does a serious uh, show. So he was talking to Dak Prescott yesterday. And this is a tweet yesterday from Gil Brand. Quote, had a long talk with Dak Prescott yesterday out in Frisco. He expects to be out there when the Cowboys open the season. I think it would take a lot to keep him from playing. Just not sure he'll be at 100%. Season tilts on his health. Cody Decker, we've been wondering and speculating about Dak Prescott. I mean, that that wasn't a direct quote. That was a, you know, he, he, he summarized what he heard from Dak Prescott. But Dak Prescott basically told him, I'm not 100% healthy. I might not be 100% healthy. I will probably play. That doesn't seem great that he's, he's even acknowledging that far into this that, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be right. You know, he's coming off a terrible knee injury. And that's not the injury we're currently worried about. That's how concerned I am right now. Again, we've talked about it all week. And I know I know, I sound like a broken record saying this over and over and over again. But any type of position in any sport, I'm not just talking about football or baseball, but anything where it requires a forward motion throw or pass, and you have a shoulder injury, that is devastating and lingering and does not go away. You have to actually fix it or repair a shoulder. There is no rehab of rebuilding a shoulder. You tear your rotator cuff, you better get it fixed. You tear your labrum, you better get it fixed. Where, you know, other injuries are kind of manageable, but with a shoulder on your right arm, man, that's it, it scares the living hell out of me. And that offense is completely dictated by how Dak is healthy. Yeah, and right now I'd stay away from Dak Prescott props. He's fifth at MVP odds at, at FanDuel, uh, 15 to 1. He is the the um, favorite for comeback player of the year, which makes so much sense. But if he's mm-hmm. not healthy, he's not going to win that. And, and I'm going to fade the Cowboys here. How about week one, Cody? Yeah, Tampa Bay is favored by seven points week one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Cowboys. The money line has it. Bucks minus 320. Only two games have a bigger money line. Like, you look at it, and there's, there's almost no chance the Bucs lose based on this line. I think that is, is directly correlated to the fact that Dak isn't 100%. We're not even quite sure yet if he's going to play. You know, that could have been, an, it could be an interesting game if Dak's out there. I, I would take the Bucks, but no Dak, boy, no chance for Dallas. Or even if he's compromised, Dallas could get blown out in that game. Absolutely. And we still, and again, we talked about it yesterday. We don't know what version of Zeke we're going to get this year either. And we really don't even know what their offensive line is going to look like to even protect the two of them. So this is going to be a very interesting season. This has a potential of being a real year for the Dallas Cowboys. It does. And I would say right now, if you're interested in betting the NFCs, obviously stay away from the Cowboys. But whatever other team you like, whether you think Washington could do this with Fitzpatrick, you think the Giants, it's finally their year to win games, or you like the underdog Eagles, get it now. Because if if we get worse news on Dak, the whole odds in the NFCs are going to change. You know, Giants, Washington, Eagles, they'll all be boosted up. So if you like one of those teams, 
I would take it now, Cody, because that's gonna that could change in the next two weeks before opening day. Yeah, and I think the one team that drastically improved in the division, I honestly keep looking at the Washington football club, uh, Washington football team. They're a team that I think has gotten better, and their defense is arguably one of the best in the NFL. Yeah, it was really good last year. We'll see how they do against some better quarterbacks this year, starting Justin Herbert in week one. On the other side, let's talk some preseason games. We got a clunker last night. I think we'll get some better ones tonight and this weekend, including Patrick Mahomes maybe playing a half tonight. We'll discuss NFL preseason games, lines, our thoughts on them. Coming up next, this is Beck UL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook right here on the Beck UL Network.